This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. It has been a very, very long time since I have felt this excited recording an episode of HFC Chat. Of course, this is part two of the Easter special and it's following. I don't even have the words to describe and I'm pretty sure you don't at this moment in time. The incredible 4-1 triumph away at Grimsby. I mean, it was just incredible, wasn't it? And we thought that it was the best way to start the episode by changing it up, bringing on someone who hasn't been on HFC chat before and hearing their thoughts before we start rambling on, as we always do. So without further ado, we spoke to Mickey Campbell, who made his first appearance on the podcast a little bit earlier on. Firstly, Mickey, welcome to HFC chat. The first question we have for you is how did you feel going into this fixture against Grimsby? Uh, well, I, when I seen obviously how many tickets we sold, I was I was really pumped up for it. So when they announced that there was another three hundred going on sale, I was I was more than happy to go down and get one. Um, I just I don't know. This obviously the way we've been playing under Askey. I just thought, you know what, I think we're going to go down there and we're going to do it. I just there was just something about it. I just obviously the way we played at Bradford, we played really well. And I just thought I think we can go there. We've got nothing to play for, so I thought, yeah, we now we can we can go down there and get a result. Yeah, and I think obviously with the performance that we'd had last week, getting that vital win against Swindon, that probably added the confidence and boosted the sales. But we kind of touched on this on the bus on the way back. Um, but when Grimsby equalised, did you feel as if the tide was slightly beginning to turn as they put us under a bit of pressure? Obviously, we were quite resolute in defence, but you never know with Pose, do you? No, I think we I think we defended pretty well. But I think obviously after they got the, the equaliser, I was thinking, oh... Is this going to be the same old again? Are they just going to go on? Because I thought, obviously, with the crowd behind them, I thought they might push on. But I thought we, especially, I think the first 10, 15 minutes, of the first half, I thought they were giving them quite a lot of chances, to be fair. But I think we defended really well. Obviously, Jakob and Gold, a couple of holds off a good few serves as well, especially the one in the first half. I thought to add 0 0, I thought it was an unbelievable serve. Could have went the other way with that one. But mm. no, I think um, after the, after the, uh, 
after half time, I was just uh, we just needed that goal, and obviously we kept them out. And obviously, when we did get the goal, there was only one way that game was going to go. I mean, before we go on to the topic that most people will be talking about this weekend in Dan Kemp, how important was it that Josh Hummer managed to get himself back on the score sheet? Well, I think obviously with Stewart's that goal he got, I think he done he done really well with it. Obviously, the ball fall wasn't the easiest to try and get onto as well. But obviously, when the defender fell over, I thought it was going to be a free kick. But obviously, then when the defender gets back, I think oh, he's, he's not going to he's not going to he's not going to put this in here. And then obviously, he goes on the cape and puts it in. But very important that he got because I think he hasn't he hasn't been had the greatest of games the last few, to be honest, mm. in my opinion. But I think getting getting on the score sheet, I think that will give him plenty of confidence going the last six games. I agree with you. I've been quite critical of late of Josh Mera, but yesterday I think, you know, he was absolutely fantastic. But, in just three words, Mickey, could you possibly sum up Dan Kemp's performance, trying to keep it clean, if at all possible? <laughs> I would say probably just, what a game. I think, mm. I think he obviously, he complements Ferguson down that left-hand side really well, obviously, for the first goal. Which player have you most have you most been impressed with? Sorry, since the arrival of manager John Askey, I think there's only one man for that there for the job, and that's McDonald. I've been really, really critical of him over the, the course of the season, but I think since Askey's came in, he has been a completely different player. I think he's playing out of his skin. I know it's come to the back end of the season, and obviously <laughs> wanting to do new deals or whatever. But I think for himself, I think he's. He's really knuckled down and he's, he's he's been vital for us. So we'll, we'll kind of make this a, a double question, so to speak. So firstly, in terms of Wes McDonald, I know we put a poll out and that was in part one. Would you see him as someone who just remains as an impact sub? And secondly, could you just summarise, I know you've touched on the game, but could you give us your overall thoughts on, on the result and, and what you felt coming away? Well, um, I would say like, going forward, I think he's done enough. Like at the moment, I would I would keep him as an impact sub because I think that's where he's most he brings the most to the game because obviously his pace, his trickery, and the last thing you want is a defender when in the last twenty minutes of the game when your legs are a bit heavy is somebody like him coming off the bench. Mm. But I mean, pushing on, obviously it's hard to say what what division we're going to be in, but. Um, I think going forward, he has to be looking as like, no, I want to be starting, I want to be in that starting 11, I want to be making impact from the start, not just from the bench, because nobody wants to be on the bench. But I think the way he's playing at the moment from the bench, I think that's where he's we're best off doing that. To be honest, I think coming away from, from the game, I think going into the Mondays with Stephen, I think the confidence up, the players are obviously the confidence is up, the fans' confidence is up. So, it's it's going to be a big ask on Monday, but I mean, the way we are obviously playing at the moment, it's all about going on runs. And I think the way we're playing at the moment, I think we we will get it over the line. I think it's very important that we we go out on Monday with with the confidence. I know they're right up there, but I think we need to be thinking that nah, you know what we need this as much as you do. So let's have it. And I mean, after the game yesterday, we saw some very interesting comments from the manager in, in regards to midfielder Mo Silla. What did you make of these when you were reading them? Well, I, to be honest, I, um, I was driving, but it was, it was my friend that was in the car that actually told me about it. So when I heard the rumours of what might have actually happened when I got home, I was a bit disappointed, if, if I'm honest. Um, like I say, I don't know how true they are, but it's all something to do with the new deal. 
And I think, to be honest, he's doing the exact opposite to get one because obviously Aspie's here for next season and he's going to want players that are there and want to be there. I know he wants a new deal, but you need players that you can trust and to throw in the towel. You know what I mean? It was six games to go when we we haven't even finished this season. Mm. I think it's just a bit disappointing, to be honest. But I hope it's I hope the rumours rumours aren't true. But I think he's either been advised really wrongly, but we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah, I completely agree. And hopefully, fingers crossed, the situation is is sorted in the coming days. But finally, and it would be very rude not to ask you. But what is your match prediction ahead of our Easter Monday fixture against Stevenage? Um, I think I'm going to go for a 1-0 winter pools. I think it's going to be a really tight game, but I think if we can defend really well, because obviously they're going for obviously automatic promotion, but I just think 1-0 pools. Well, Mickey, it's been brilliant to get your thoughts and to have you on HFC chat for the first time, and hopefully we'll be able to hear more of you in the future. Yeah, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thank you. Well, it was fantastic to have Mickey on for his first appearance on the podcast. And one of the things that we discussed towards the end of the um, interview, so to speak, was the whole situation with Mozilla. Now, this is something that many people will have different views on. If you haven't managed to see it on Twitter, um, a couple of the reporters, Joe Ramage, Rob Law, tweeted... Um, that Pulse boss John Askey had said Mo Silla wasn't in the right frame of mind to play and he went on to say, this is coming from Rob Law, he went on to say they need players who are willing to fight and who want to play um, and Askey also suggested that Silla didn't want to play but refused to be drawn on specifics and says it's up to the player if he plays again. Davo, we've heard Mickey's view, we've seen different stuff on Twitter, where do you stand? Yeah, this is this is very difficult. I mean, we were all left pondering where we at two o'clock when the team come out thinking, oh, one change. And then we saw it was Fevson Priscilla at the time. Obviously, we didn't really know why. But then obviously, the game's finished. Obviously, Rob and all the other reporters have done all their post-matches. And obviously, this news um, came out of nowhere, really. But for me, I'm trying to see it from both sides of the coin. However, I think it's very difficult because... The way it's been spun, the way it's coming across on social media, it doesn't really paint Mozilla in a good light. And I've seen quite a, a few tweets um, really against Mozilla. And I I have to agree. And it doesn't just matter about HUFC. I say that about any football club. If someone doesn't want to play for your football club, then I'd rather that individual, you know, don't make a fuss, don't disrupt in this instance, what John Askey's trying to do. You know, we've got ourselves in a good position. John Askey's worked very hard. We've now got back-to-back wins and we're in a good place. And the last thing that we need is this sort of disruption in the background. So there is that side of it. However, if it is a matter of IE, if he is suffering with some form of mental health, then I fully sympathise with Moore and hopefully... You know, if that is the case, he he gets better soon, and hopefully he's back in the team and helping the boys fight for for football league safety. But the way I look at it, I'm conflicted. That's the way I'm seeing this the the whole thing. I'm not leaning towards one or the other. I'm trying to remain neutral. In fact, I'm trying to remain completely out of it and just focus on on what's going on. But hopefully, the situation is resolved and more like I say, can get back in at the team asap and help the lads to safety. It's interesting there that you said how it's been spun. 
Now, I disagree with that. It hasn't been spun in any way. It's been tweeted out. It's a tweet. You can't... People like to read... Because of past situations that we've had mm. with players and what you see going on at football clubs when players decide, oh, well, my agents advise me against playing, so I'm not going to play and I'm going to get a move away. That is why you're thinking like that. It hasn't been spun in any way, in my personal opinion. We both said yesterday, Rob's not the type of person to spin a story. He's literally said in tweet form, because I haven't heard the post-match interview as a video format or audio or whatever, it hasn't been said in a way to say to certainly phrase it this way. Rob's just mm. saying what John said. That's black and white of it. Like, for me, I, I'm with you on it, Ad, in terms of I wouldn't get involved in this type of conversation. It's obviously a topic that we've got to discuss because mm. he's been instrumental and he's had loads of praise heaped on him since he's come to the club, and rightly so. Now, for me, if it's a mental health issue, I can understand why more hasn't been said because Mo might not want that. Um but I don't know, we don't know, the fans don't know enough about the situation to make a proper informed decision. So that's where I stand. Personally, I wouldn't really want to go into it anymore. And I think it's probably best. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. We go to the polls that we put out and talk about that unbelievable day on Friday. It's Sunday at the time of recording. We've recorded part two over um, the last couple of days. Obviously speaking to Mickey on Saturday and, and now we're doing this on Sunday morning. And to be honest with you, it's still not sunk in the pools of scored four. Um, away from home as well on Good Friday um, but let's get to the polls then so we put out, it's probably a daft question but we have to ask it, who was your man of the match from yesterday's 4-1 triumph at Grimsby, we put option 1 Dan Kemp, who got 34% of the vote um, we put Dan Kemp, Hattrick Hero 42% of the vote and then the final one um, got 24% of the vote out of 161 which was Kemp dot dot dot, obviously. So I think it's fair to say, obviously, it would be Dan Kemp, but the hat trick hero gets applauded. Davo, I'm sure you're in agreement with that, aren't you? Oh, 100%. 100%. Don't think much more needs to be said, really. It was just, let, let's talk about the game. Let's try and unpack it. I mean, I'm going to try and keep it brief. Whenever we say that in the group chat that we're going to keep a pat a brief, it is never brief, especially Davo, who loves <laughs> to say, oh, I'm not going to add much, and then proceeds to talk for about six minutes, and we have to listen to his voice note in speed times two. But that's a conversation for another day. Um, 
it was just incredible. I think we set the tone in our defence. Again, I find myself praising you and Murray. Absolutely unbelievable that block he did at the first in the first half when he launched himself at the ball. He's just yeah, he's a different gravy at the minute. I'm I'm so happy to see him thriving. Um and then I just think the way that we played was with freedom. I will not even try and cover up the fact that heading into the game when I found out Feds was starting, my heart swung, I was just like, Oh, Feds. Because we all know recently he's not been at his best. He's excelled, didn't he, when we were in the National League. He was absolutely unbelievable. And it's true, he does add a lot when he's at the top of the game, but we haven't really seen that. But he was unbelievable on Saturday. He controlled the play well. I'm just full of praise for him. And I'm full of praise for all the lads because we didn't sit back on a lead. I'm not being funny. You know, at, at one stage when they equalised and they had a, probably about five minute spell where they were attacking quite a bit, I thought mm, they might get a second here. But again, we were resolute in defence and wow, we just kept our foot on the pedal, didn't we? I've, we usually sit off, but we just kept going and going. Wes McDonald off the bench, unbelievable. He's, I said this, I think, I can't remember who I said it to, but... What he's realised is, Wes, I'm talking about here, is that he doesn't have to take on one and then feel like he has to go back for more and try and take on. Instead, he's more direct. He's trying to get balls in the box and, you know, praise for him. He gets three assists and he was quality. And then, of course, Dan Kemp. And I'm not going to talk anymore because I said I'd keep it brief. (laughs) Just talk to us about Dan Kemp, please. He is the magic man. Um, I think I speak on behalf of all Pools fans when I say... If you are listening, Mr Chairman, then just give him the contract and let him sign what he wants. It is as simple as that. It's a tough ask. You know, there will be a lot of clubs keeping an eye on this very young, talented individual. But yet again, he just he just steps up. He just... No words could ever describe Dan Kemp. And I will just leave it on this, that you shouldn't fall in love with lone players. But I think it's too late for that, isn't it? Well, not only have we fallen in love with a lone player, you've taken it a step further. And you've even got your hair like Dan Kemp now. People have been saying yeah. that on Saturday. Oh, is that Dan? Is that Dan? I mean, flipping heck. You just couldn't write it, could you? you what, could. what a player makes you do, eh? Oh, you couldn't. But honestly, first 20 minutes I thought it was quite... Oh, I thought it was quite cagey. I thought it was end-to-end. I thought it was quite difficult to really see where the game was going to swing or who it was going to swing into the hands of, but Dan Kemp steps up when when he got the ball and, you know, when he gets the chances, you know, you know Dan's going to take them and he took his first goal emphatically. It was a great finish, a great goal. Um, I mean, all goals, all the goals he scored, all three of them were, were well took, but I mean, I've used this word once this season and I'm going to use it again. I thought it was a complete performance from Pills and You've touched on you and Mary. I thought it was the best defensive performance of the season. And we've never said that before this season. Um, you actually said you're glad that he took Eden off instead of Ewan. Because the last couple of weeks he's taken Ewan off. But this time he took Eden off, which I think was the right move. 100%. Um, one, yeah, you took the words out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> for once, I'm not saying 110% as well. So it makes a change. Um, it, was just, it was just fantastic, wasn't it? And I think... 
in the polls that's reflected when we've asked DePool's win on Easter Monday and 39% of the 164 have said of course they do, with 31% saying yes we'll get three, 27% saying I'll take a point, and again 3%, must be the same people <laughs> voting defeat. Um, now somehow I've managed to miss, when we're talking about Mosul, I've managed to miss the tweet that we put out asking people how they feel about the situation and as I've said, I don't want to dwell on it, but I'll just quickly run through a couple. Donna Hornsey, I feel a little disappointed with the situation, thought he enjoyed being here. Um, Elliot Smith, there must be more to it for me. It's not the right time for issues with contracts or other clubs. I think we need him. Um, we've got Sam Richards, it doesn't matter how good you are or how well you've played previously, we don't need people who don't want to be at the club here. Off he trots, if that's the case. Now, it's very interesting um, Dave Frank as well hopefully the gaffer and Mosilla will resolve the issues distractions like this aren't needed when there's still 18 points to play for and each one of them is vital and we'll, we'll leave it at that um, you know it, it's not something we want to dwell on we've just been talking about an unbelievable day on Friday so I don't see any reason for us to really carry on we just hope that of course if it is down to mental health issues that we wish Mo all the best and, and fingers crossed he'll be back on good form and back in a good headspace um, as quick as possible. But now we are going to go on to the game of the day, which is obviously something that we have um, implemented recently and something that is, well, seems to have been quite popular. A few people have fed back to us, haven't they, um, with that. So without further ado, we'll, we'll take a look at our game of the day. So we are, of course, recording this part of part two on uh, Sunday the 9th of April which leads us to our game of the day which was Monday the 9th of April 2012 when Pools hosted Premier League well of course now Premier League Brentford the score was 0-0 with 4,292 um, people in attendance I'll just run through the lineup so we had Scott Flinders in net Neil Austin, Peter Hartley, Sam Collins, Gary Little Richie Humphreys, Evan Horwood Andy Monkhouse, Paul Murray, Anthony Sweeney and Ryan Noble with Luke James coming on for Paul Murray and Adam Boyd for Richie Humphreys. That's not a bad substitute to bring on, is it? Um, and then if we look at, well, Pulse found themselves in the league um, at that time, 12th, um, which was, of course, 12th in League One. Then we look at Brentford's lineup: Richard Lee and Gold, Jake Bidwell, Shalom Logan... Adam Thompson, Harley Dean, Niall McGinn, Carly Osborne, Tumani, Diagaraga, Jonathan Douglas, Sam Saunders and of course Clayton Donaldson with Clinton Morrison coming off the bench, Pim Balkenstein and Marcus Bean. Obviously the game ending nil-nil with Brentford finding themselves in 8th in the Empower League 1. So... Davo again, we're looking at a team that are now a Premier League team and tomorrow we play Stevenage um, in League 2 in what is another crucial game. And without further ado, we will of course go to the customary match preview. Well, as we've said, it is now time for the match preview and Pools head into tomorrow's Easter Monday clash against 4th place Stevenage, having won our last two matches, extending our unbeaten run to seven games under manager John Askey. 
The visitors arrive in the North East having won two of their last six games, drawing three and losing one. The Borough's last outing came on Good Friday when they were held to a one-all draw at home to Colchester. And with automatic promotion on their minds, they will be looking to return to winning ways tomorrow. Our last meeting came on November 12th, 2022, when Poles put in a very impressive shift despite losing 1-0 in very bizarre fashion. Finally, Stevenage's top goal scorer this term is striker Luke Norris, who is on 10 goals. And with that match preview done, I think we know what comes next, Jack. It is, of course, the customary match predictions for tomorrow, and I will hand over to yourself. What are your thoughts? Yes, yeah, so heading into this Easter weekend, I said four points. I'll be happy beat Grimsby, draw with Stevenage. That'll be a really good return. So I'm going to stick with that. Obviously, we've battered Grimsby, but Stevenage are a very, very good side. Obviously, going for automatic promotion. I'm not taking anything away from Grimsby, um, but I just think they're a much higher calibre. So I'm going to say we'll go with a one-all draw, um, which I'd be more than happy with. Of course, if we if we want to win, and if any Pills players listen, we all want three points, of course. Um, but I'm not being funny. If we can get a point tomorrow, I would take it as a very, very solid Easter weekend. What about yourself? Yeah, I agree. I said the same thing um, going into Friday. I think four points out of six would have been a brilliant return, hypothetically speaking, going into the Easter weekend. Obviously, like you've alluded to already, it's going to be a tough game. Stephen Edge are a good side. They've been up fighting for not only all my promotion, but they've been in the title race pretty much all of this, all of the season. So... I think a point going into it will be brilliant, but I'm backing the boys. I'm, I'm going 2-1, but like you say, a point wouldn't be begrudged tomorrow in any in any sense. But we will we will definitely see, hopefully, a good atmosphere in the South Direct tomorrow. Swindon was electric. Hopefully that can be matched tomorrow. But with that in mind, that does wrap up this Easter special. We hope you've enjoyed the content. There's been a lot of it out there this weekend. We hope to see as many of you there tomorrow, back in the boys, hopefully to another win. But as ever, keep the faith, back the boys and never say die. We shall see you in the next episode. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.